Hello and welcome to Metal Vice, the podcast where we talk about all things music. Well, the things we care about. That's right, which is mainly metal music and live music. I'm one of your hosts, Brian. Do you know with your other host? Karen. Um, live music, not necessarily metal, but... A little we, metal. A little metal, yeah. A little metal uh, in there. What, what's today's topic? Uh, we're going to talk about the Mia X Alley tour, viral yeah. hits tour. <laughs> yeah, part of their viral hits tour, um, as you said. This was at Park West here in Chicago. Uh, ticket prices, real quick, just getting that out of the way. Uh, we paid $30 a ticket for this, $11.23 in fees, and $0.11 cents in tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are a little fucking outrageous, in my opinion, for this show. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. This is distributed through AXS, is the ticket distributor for this particular venue and this particular show. Um, before diving super deep into it, I guess this is our first time at Park West. We've never been yeah. seen a show here. Yep. Uh, let's talk about the venue a little bit first. Um, we were going to go see a show there, our first show in Chicago, actually, in 2016-ish? 2015-2016, yeah. Somewhere in there. Um, Apocalyptica was in town with their Metallica sort of album that they had released, and they were going to be there. And I knew about Apocalyptica. I knew they were sort of this cello band, classical sort of styling band, with some metal and rock songs. Uh, Corey Taylor recorded I'm Not Jesus, and then there's a few other songs where some artists would come in and do the vocal backing and whatnot Well, they did the cello bits. And they did a cover of Nothing Else Matters that I loved and just was like, oh my God, I want to fucking see these guys so bad. This is going to be awesome. And it's a crossover like between metal and classical. It's not going to sell out. It's going to be fine. And I got like an ad on Facebook or some shit. And... We walked up to Park West to go see, because we were living in that area then, and we went to go see the show. And, yep, sure enough, Dave's show was already sold out, like, way before. And it's like, I just saw a fucking ad for this on Facebook, like, yesterday. How is this sold out already? Um, but we missed that show and haven't seen a show there since. Uh, similar story with this, Mia X Alley. Uh, I saw an ad on, I think, Instagram for this particular show. Oh, okay. And I showed you, because I was like, I kind of want to check this out. I'm not sure if you would enjoy it. Um, so we've listened to some stuff on Spotify and whatnot, not Spotify, uh, YouTube and whatnot. And then we're like, yeah, sure. Let's go check this out. It's going to be new and different. Uh, but let's go, let's go check it out. So similar story where we did see an ad and instead of waiting to the day of the show, we, we bought tickets yeah, well ahead of time. That whole part I kind of remember a little bit differently. Cause I feel like I had seen Mia playing cause I saw her cover something with Metallica on Instagram. Okay. So I think I knew about her. You may I have didn't known know about, about Allie. Okay. So, but anyways, that doesn't really matter because I, I don't really remember how that all worked out. But yeah, I did see it on our Instagram, uh, our Metal Vice Instagram. I was scrolling through it one night, and it was on like as a, as a sponsored ad. So it's possible that you were like watching a reel or something, yeah. and it came up, and then it's like the algorithm's like, oh, if yeah. you watch this for more than three seconds, you should also check out this ad. Right. Um, but I do remember seeing it on there, and I'm pretty sure it was through our Instagram. I was just scrolling yeah. through one night. Yeah. Very interesting venue, kind of a smaller venue. Yes. Um, kind of identity crisis almost, where it's <laughs> that's it's a good way to so put it. So <laughs> fucking weird. It reminded me a lot of uh, the venue we had at Spinnaker's on the boat with Headbangers Boat, where you have this stage in the center, uh, a wooden sort of dance floor, and then you have these sort of semicircles or half circles going out from the stage. Like lounge seating. Yeah, and they're kind of stacked. So you'd go up one level, uh, one step up, and there'd be sort of these lounge seats. Mm -hmm. And you'd go up another, and there'd be another section of those lounge seats that you can, like, hang out in. I think there were two to three of those sort of loungy seats. Uh, Two, yeah, two rows of them. I can't remember exactly. I think it's two rows of them, yeah. 
And then they had the bar area where they had uh, bar stools and sort of like this high top bar that you could sit at as well, looking down over the stage. Um, they had balconies which were closed. It would have been really cool to get up in the yeah. balcony and check out from like an angled down sort of view and whatnot. But the dance floor for this show, and I had seen videos uh, of this venue ahead of time too, where they didn't have anything on the floor, sort of GA. And when we bought tickets, we bought GA tickets uh, thinking it was going to be the same way. But no, they had tables set up and sort of these long sort of family style tables where like six or more seats per table. Yeah. And to kind of explain the tables, they were going vertical to the stage, right? Horizontal to the stage. Yeah. So it's like a T like. Yeah. That's vertical. Stage is here. Yeah. Yeah. And then they would have the chairs sitting facing the stage back. So like they're long tables, but they, it wasn't like, um. And nobody's back was to the stage. Yeah, so you, you could use it as like an armrest if you wanted to, or we used it for like our drinks, put your drink on it and whatnot. Um, but yeah, really weird to it was have that. Very awkward, I thought. Um, I didn't, I didn't like the setup, and I even thought like we sat. I mean, I don't know if you're going to go into it, but we sat like all the way on stage left in the front. At one of the general admission tables. We were basically, yeah, the last table all the way on stage left. Yeah. Uh, You had the very first seat, and I sat directly behind you. Because if I sat on the other side of the table, like, the amp would be, like, right in front of my face. And I couldn't couldn't see half the stage. And nobody sat over there. Nobody sat. Yeah. yeah. But um, I just felt like even if you were in the middle of this floor, I just felt like it would be an awkward setup. It was like, it was weird for sure. Yeah. I was not expecting it to have seats like this, and with tables also. Like I could see seats possibly. Yeah. I've, we've been to shows where you have the seats on the floor and you have sort of an assigned seat. This was GA. I don't think all the floor was GA, or that was like the gold section. Gold section, yeah, yeah. Um, when we walked in, the the person helping us are trying to find our seats and whatnot. She's like, "You have GA, cool. You can sit anywhere you want that doesn't have a reserve sign on." Yeah. Um, and those were sort of the loungy chairs. There were a few lounge chairs I think we could have sat in. Yeah, there were. There were. Or the bar stools or, like, the table that we yep. chose. But I think the center circle and then, like, the lounge chairs that are directly center stage, you could not, I okay, think. Okay, okay. I think that's how. It was pretty full by the time we got in there. Yeah. So we didn't even go down to look. We did sort of do musical chairs there for a little bit we while we sat in the spot. And we're like, oh, is this going to be okay? Let's go check out over here. And we did that, like, three or four spots. And we're like, yeah. all right, let's go back to that. Yeah. that one up front and sit there. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't enjoy that either. I wish it was sort of just GA standing. Uh, but when we were walking in, we also sort of noticed the other sort of people partaking in this show, uh, (laughs) very mixed crowd in terms of age, um, just gender. Everything was, it's a weird mix of people showing up for this. You had younger people like us who were into metal. You had, uh, older individuals who like more classical music. I would, I would stereotype. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then you had even younger kids than us. That there were a couple girls that sat behind us, and they were like super fucking into it. Um, and they, I don't know, they were like sixteen or something. I would say, but they were uh, they went to the bar, so I think they were at least twenty one. Oh, did they? Yes, oh, fuck, and then they know. came I'm, back with drinks. So I'm old as shit. All right, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then there was that little kid in front of us, yeah, like there 10 was. with his yeah. family yeah. and like drinking cranberry juice. Yeah, <laughs> that was so funny. He was drinking that cranberry juice like it was like I don't know, like. <laughs> Sipping it down. But it was a very diverse sort of mix of people. Um, yeah. So yeah. I get, I I don't see them moshing or standing yeah. for two hours yeah. and, and whatnot. So I understand it. I also wish that it, it had just been a regular GA type of 
show yeah, that we and always go to. It's interesting that we bought GA tickets and it wasn't like GA seats or GA, you know. Yeah. Like there was no indication, indication. that you were the seat when mm-hmm. you bought the ticket. And maybe yeah. there was and I just didn't notice it. Maybe. But, um, Anyways. Yeah. Other than that, the venue is kind of cool. It's got this sort of modern aesthetic to it a little bit with the lounge seats. They're sort of, I don't say like modern, modern, but they're, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I say modern, but I just, I guess clean. They were okay. leather seats, black leather seats, yeah. like the sort of dark kind of tone to the the paint and whatnot, kind of a bluish tone, I would say. That could have been the lighting. Um, but then if you look straight up from the center, they had this disco ball with like this ornate sort of molding around yeah, the ball, which like is really dome, cool. a dome molding around it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I liked the venue a lot. I really did like the venue. It's I just wish those seats weren't there and it was more of a, a venue that we typically go to, like yeah. the Rave or something, where it's going to be, all right, we're just going to stand for two hours and whatnot. Yeah. Um, or more like Spinnakers, like I said, in, on the boat, it was essentially the same exact setup. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Just no seats on yeah. the dance floor. Yeah. I wonder how many venues are like this where they have, like, the lounge seating. This is the first one I think I've been to besides the boat. Yeah. Um. But it's just an interesting setup, kind of. And even when we saw it on the boat, I was like, this is fucking weird yeah. for a stage. Yeah. Um, and that day that we went to that stage, like, I did sit in the seats because I was having my seasickness issue. <laughs> and it was kind of weird because, like, when you're back in the lounge seat, well, I guess I wasn't in the bowl seats. I was, like, off to the side in the seats, but you couldn't see the stage see, or anything. So. Yeah. A stage like this, I can see would be really good for like Big Bad Booty Daddy when we yeah. saw that. Because then you have yeah. the dance floor that if you want to go and dance, dance and whatnot, yeah. you can. And then you can yeah. go back to your seat. But even this, it was like the Scottish sounds and everything. Like, yeah, I don't know, you could very like dance around. Yeah. yeah. Instead of just sitting there like. Like I said, the girls mm-hmm. behind us who I clearly got their age wrong uh, were super fucking into it. They're bouncing around and whatnot. Um, they seem like the crowd who would definitely get in there and start dancing and having a good time with yeah. the music. Um, and. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, I guess that's enough to say about the setup. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool venue. I definitely want to see another show there. Um, it's just very weird sort of setup that we really haven't seen a show outside of like a, a boat show type thing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we talked a little bit about getting into Mia and X Alley, how we found out about them. Um, we knew going in that it was a violin and a, a yeah. bagpipe playing. Electric violin. Electric violin and bagpipe. We even watched a video from Mia talking about her violin that she played on stage and that video on YouTube, she basically was talking about the fretted violin and why it's fretted. And apparently people would say like, oh, it's sort of cheating on the violin because they don't have frets. So it's cheating that you learn where the movements or where the hands should be and whatnot. And she's like, sure, you can make that argument, but I know how to hold my hand on a violin. I've played this fucking thing forever. Yeah. I think um, she said she's five. Yeah. She's played the violin. Well, not electric violin, but she's played violin, violin since she was five. Uh, but the frets for show, when you have so much else going on, movement and yeah. dancing and uh, just the lighting and everything else going on with that goes with a live show, that you don't always have time to like pay attention or think about it. And that helps you in your yeah. mind like, okay, this will help me get my fingers at least in the relative right position. And it's the type of show where I don't need to be 100% accurate or 100% perfect a good enough sound is going to make you feel the music just as well at this type of show. Yeah. To, to put it into perspective, at least from what you're saying and then how like the show actually is, is like a normal, well, not normal, uh, a standard like violin performance is you stand and just play your music or sit in a chair or yeah. sit in a chair and you're just like melody and everything. And she's 
bending backwards on her knees, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, I always think of it as like sparring with the guitar, but like, you like know, dueling head type. Things. Yeah. Dueling. Yeah. So like with the guitar, with the bagpipes, jumping up on the drum, uh, not on the drum kit, but on the, the riser, the riser the for the drum kit and everything. So, I mean, it is a lot different than when you're at a, see, I almost said normal again, a standard <laughs> string performance where you're just standing and doing nothing. more traditional what you would think of when you hear somebody saying play, play violin like that's the sort of traditional yeah. quote unquote yeah. type thing yeah definitely um the other thing about the instruments Allie in the bagpipe uh, when she was walking around on stage i noticed like a little red light coming out of the back of it oh yeah because it's and i was like what the fuck this isn't electric i don't see any court We're like what the hell's going on here what's this light for uh, she ended up having problems in the second set. We might talk about here in a little bit, but yeah, it's mic'd up so you yeah. can hear. It. And after she said that, it's like, oh yeah, there's the mic. I can see it now. Yeah. But even she was like, yeah, these aren't typically mic'd up because they're pretty fucking loud as is. So yeah, and even we'll get to the second set set, but even when she came out and it wasn't working, but she was like, you know, trying to tune it and stuff. We were really close to the stage, but I was like, I couldn't tell a difference. But then once they get did get the mic going, I'm like, oh, there is a big difference, but it's still pretty loud. And it's not only these two. Um, nope. You had a backing drummer and a backing uh, guitar player coming in to help support with the additional music. But we've seen acts like Jason Richardson with the the Baby Clock tour that went on, where he came out, played guitar, fucking kills it, can fucking play that instrument like no other, like clearly knows what he's doing. But the drum bits are backing, like it's yeah. a backing track, not an actual drummer. And I think during that episode we talked about like, Oh, that's really cool and all. It would have been better if yeah. you had an actual drummer there. Yeah. I just think from a performance standpoint, uh, a stage performance standpoint, it would be pretty cool to have a drummer actually there. Yeah. And, like, that was just a little negative we had yeah. about his set. It, yeah. Like, again, awesome fucking dude. Plays the guitar awesomely. Uh, these women came out and they had that backing. Yeah. Well, they had tracks. a backing track, plus they had... They did have some backing tracks, yeah. definitely. Uh, but the at, least they had, the at least they had some additional yeah. musicians up there with them that could fucking play their instruments yeah. really well too. Maybe someday they'll get a pianist to come because a lot of their backing track was like Oh, was it? Piano. Well, I heard piano. Um I'm not really good at picking up instruments that well, but that's what I heard on yeah. a lot of it. Um but yeah, before we dive super much into the actual set itself and the performance, let's uh talk about the set list. Uh and this is actually from January 9th of this year as a different tour they did. Uh this was at Montreal, Canada. Uh, the set list for Chicago isn't up yet on Setlist FM. Uh, it's kind of hit and miss what what is up there, what yeah. isn't for th- these particular individuals. But um, this seems pretty close. Yeah, it does. We seem think there's close. like one or two things that are off. So, but um, why don't you go ahead and read us what the set list yep. was? So they started with uh, shipping up to Boston, fairy tale, Iridium, Games of Thrones, Lancasters and Phase. Lunar, Pirates of the Caribbean, and then they did like a Pirates of the Caribbean melody, I think, okay. after that. And then Halo of the Fates, Roundtable Rival, Megalodon, Cliffs of Dover, Labyrinth, Crazy Train, Go-Go Power Rangers, What Was I Made For, and then they did a Fade to Black and then a melody into one of Ali's songs. Storm, and they ended their regular set with Freebird. And then they came out for an encore with The Devil Went Down to Georgia and Through the Fire and Flames. 
Shipping Up to Boston was one I think we knew they were going to play. Um, it's a cover song they do. I One of the ones we watched on YouTube of them playing together. Yeah. And that's Drop It Kick Murphy's for yeah, anybody yeah. that... We'll see the covers as we talk through the songs. Yeah. <laughs> or the, the original artists, I guess. Um, so kind of knew that was going to happen. I was a little shocked it was the opening track. Cause it, to me, it seems like something that would be a little higher up on the bill. Oh, I guess... It, to me, it's like, I don't want to say classic, but it's like that sound that you want to hear. So it's like getting you into the mood. So Definitely. that's how I took it. Yeah. And it's a, it's a really good representation of both of them yeah. playing their instruments and melding them together to form this song. So I get it. I do get it. But it does see, feel like a closer song to me. Um, if you go see Dropkick Murphys, I'm pretty sure this is one of their closers as well. It's like the main song people know for them. Um, so that was just the only thing there when it came out. It's like, oh, all right, I guess we're opening with this. I will kind of expect it a little higher. But in those terms, I don't know what else I would have switched in the opening. I, I do think it, it does fit really well right there. I was just surprised, I guess. Yeah. Um, Fairy Tale, I don't remember a whole lot of. I just remember sitting back and enjoying the music quite a bit. Yeah, so they played, if I remember right, they played Shipping Up to Boston, Fairy Tale, and um, Iridium, like all together before any speaking parts. Yes, yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, I think it was either Shipping Up to Boston or Fairy Tale, but it's during this first moment where we are sitting super fucking close to the stage. And I have my beer. You have your water on the on the table next to us. And I just sort of look down and the bass and sort of the, the sound, like just the speaker and the noise, like the music is so fucking loud and so like you mm -hmm. can feel it that our drinks were bouncing around. We have like a little video. Maybe we'll throw that in here. Yeah. because you have so you were drinking bear hugs um hazy or something like that and so the can has like a bear with sunglasses on so you can actually see like the bear like it's like he's dancing on yeah, the table yeah. yeah oh yeah i didn't even put yeah. that together it is yeah when you showed me the video last night i was like oh that's funny it looks like he's like dancing like yeah enjoying the music yeah um, it was awesome i yeah. uh, it made me smile uh, i got really into the music right away again i don't remember the songs all that well at this point in terms of like where they wove in and out of because it was sort of boom, 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 yeah. boom. Um, I mean, they played, what, like 20-some songs? 20, they did, yeah. 21, 22 songs. So, yeah, I mean, it. It, you need to go fast. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, and then they opened, like, they came out the fairy tale, which is uh, another cover as well. I think that's by uh, Yasha Haru Takanashi. Pronunciation that might have been <laughs> wrong. <laughs> um, and then following that, they had Iridium also. We think that's by the seeds S I D H. Um, really shitty with the pronunciation there. Sorry. Um, and then we get our first sort of talking bit after that, and they basically like if if you're nerds like us or watch TV in the last ten years, you'll know what this came from. Yeah. And they came out to Game of Thrones. Uh, really cool. I love that song. I love the cover they did with it. Um, I did when it came out. I was like, oh shit, I love this song. I listen to it all the time on YouTube. Yeah, you do. But it's the Fender version with uh, all guitars, and they're all just in there fucking around with the guitars. And like, uh, 
improving little bits in between. Tom Morello's on there, kills it. Um, Scott Ian's in there, and uh, Kenny Chesney, I think, is on there as well. Yeah, I think so. And, like, that gave me a new appreciation for country music. Like, that <laughs> alone of him coming out there with all these other, like, rock and metal dudes. And just, like, yeah, I'll hang out with you and play some songs. And he can fucking play the guitar really well. So it was... I love that. I watch that all the time, and then when this was played, I was like, "Oh shit, this is this is awesome." I love this too. Um, yeah. Then we get into Lancaster's eyes. No, Lancaster's and Phase. Oh, Lancaster's and Phase. Yeah. So this is a a song by Allie. Um. So it's I she, sorry. So she wrote this song. I remember the story for her dogs. So oh, I don't know right. if her dogs are Lancasters and Faye, or, you know, like, if that's their name, Lancaster and Faye, or wh- how that goes in. But she wrote the song for her dogs, um, and then she asked, she, like, was putting it out or, like, releasing it or whatever, and she asked Mia, I think, to play along with her or something. I can't remember all the story. There was a lot of stories. There so. were. It was really cool to get the background. I think it was, actually, she put it out on YouTube or uh, TikTok. They, I think they're both, like, really big on TikTok. They're big on shit. TikTok, yeah. Um. She put it out on TikTok, and then she's like, this is awesome. Uh, I'm going to re-release it for my album. Can Allie, can you come out? Yes. Yeah. Or Mia, can you come out and put the the, viol- the strings down for me? And yeah. she's like, sure, let's fucking do it. Yeah. And put down the strings. Yeah. And oh, because, yeah, because she said that she did um, the strings on, like, her uh, piano or, or, like, on a recording. A computer or yeah. some shit. Yeah. And then, uh, so Mia was like, well, if you need strings, like. I know somebody. I do that, so. Um, and then the next song was Lunar, which is. An original by Mia. Oh, okay. Um, so it was all violin. I think Allie even like left the stage for a little bit. She did, yeah. I noticed that too, that she left, um, Allie left the stage for a little bit. And then in the second set, we'll get to there, uh, Mia then leaves the set for Allie to do her solo bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I was like, I'm sure that's going to happen. But as it got closer and closer to the end of the first set, it didn't happen. And then it was in the middle of the second set, which was like, oh, all right. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something. What was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say, Lunar, I think uh, Mia wrote because she was doing a lot of covers on TikTok, and then people are like, why don't you have any original music? So then she wrote it with one of her professors. Yeah, I remember. That's what I was going to say, too, is like, I think of them, we we did a whole episode on covers and tributes, and it hasn't been posted yet. We'll get to it eventually. But in that episode, we talked about um, certain bands who are cover bands, or at least when I see them or think of them, I primarily view them as a cover band. And me and Ali, I'd sort of throw in that category yeah. as well. When I think of them, the first thing that comes to my mind isn't their original music. It's the covers they do. Right. Because um, that's what you see on social media or on YouTube or whatever. Right, exactly. Yeah. And the most, most of it, that's what I search out also and see. So um, I would put them in that category. And then when she said that, like, well, people are giving me shit about why don't you do your own original music? And I'm not trying to say, like, these bands, I, they, I know they, I know they do their own original music. I just, when I think of them, it's as you said, mm-hmm. I see this on YouTube and all that. Um, but it was kind of cool to get that background as well. Like, so I wrote an original piece, and here it is, and it was a good piece. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, I really liked her, um, her original pieces for the violin. Oh yeah, yeah, Mia's original pieces. I, I like those a lot. She puts a lot of. I mean, it has like the. Um, the metal tones to it, even though it's a violin, but like very fast paced, very, you know, moving and everything like that. So I, I really enjoyed all her pieces. Yeah, definitely. I, I honestly enjoyed everything. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed that as well. Um, if you asked me to 
if you played it for me right now and told me it was like name that song or something, I would struggle with it. But oh, I would too. I I wouldn't be able to pick up. Yeah. Which song it was at this moment? But I just remember from last night. Yeah. I mean, surprisingly, we're recording the very next day. <laughs> Unlike normally, where we are like oh, we saw the show a week ago. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I'll definitely be adding these to our playlist as well. Our set as many playlist. as you can. Yeah. Um, and when they do get turned on through shuffle, that's how I listen to the playlist the most. Uh, I'm not gonna skip. There's some oh, definitely yeah. I, I do skip. I don't think I'd be skipping any of these. Yeah. Um. After that, though, then we get to the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. Yeah. Uh, they named it "She's a Pirate" uh, for feminism. Yes. Uh, yes. And I remember when it came on, I like tapped you on the shoulder because we just went to the the candlelight Hans Zimmerman yeah. thing last weekend. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. You always bad. say Zimmerman. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I was like, we had a whole thing on the on the episode we did about that, but my big gripe with the Pirates of the Caribbean is it's the same fucking bit for Gladiator. At least yeah. I hear it as the same thing. So every time I hear it, it's like, ah, I love this. This is really, really good. But it's the fucking Gladiator. You just ripped yourself off again. Like, you're, you're plagiarizing yourself here. Um, but they played it, and I, it felt really, really good with the with the the bagpipe, yeah. doing the the piratey sort of. Yeah, adding them both together, it it was a very good melody, and I actually enjoyed it way, not way more. I enjoyed it more than when we just saw it last weekend with the Metropolis Quartet doing it. Yeah, for that, that yeah. candlelight, which was last week's episode. Yep. So it's kind of weird that we, not weird, but we don't do this often. But we saw two performances, not necessarily metal playing non-traditional band instruments. Right, non-traditional from our standpoint. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Non-traditional metal instruments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which the Hans Zimmer cover thing was, or tribute was not metal at all, but nope. there will be some metal coming in. Uh, I really, I, I, I like going out and exploring. We'll get to this at the end. I was going to bring it up, but I mean, I'll do it now too. Uh, the I, I liked these two shows back to back. Uh, I also would like them if they're spread out throughout the year. Just sort of this is the timing that it all worked out, yeah. and this is how we did it. Yeah. Um, I am sort of in the mood for I want a heavier show yeah. now. I want to get back yeah. into like a crowd with like a pit going yeah. and whatnot. Where but, we're not sitting. Both of these were like yeah. you're sitting in a chair for two hours. And just taking the music in and enjoying it. Yeah. And both performances were awesome. Yeah. I guess I like both ways um, of just like sitting and enjoying music. But yeah, I, I like going to concerts better. <laughs> Well, I mean, this was a concert, yeah. but I like going to metal concerts. But with like a, a group around you and yeah. moving around with the crowd, like the crowd as an entity moving and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for a rock show, or like a heavy, a heavy, show. heavy, heavy thing coming up. And I think we have some coming up here shortly. So that will be fun. Um, but I did super enjoy this. And I don't know if it was right around this time that they indicated, all right, we're actually doing two sets tonight, like a set one and a set two. I think so, yeah. Um, which around this time I was wondering, like, all right, how long is this going to last? Yeah. Not in, like, I'm ready for it to be over with. I'm more of, like, if this is only a fucking hour, I'm going to be a little pissed. But, no, it was. You're doing one set, we're going to do an intermission, and we'll be back for a second. So. Yeah. So, actually, they played, uh, not to correct you, but to kind of correct you, uh, <laughs> they played Pirates of the Caribbean, and then they talked about how that, after they played it, that they named it She's a Pirate for the feminism. And then they talked about how they, like, uh, did, like, melodies with Pirates of the Caribbean. I can't remember. They did it with other people, and I just can't remember who they did it with. Yeah, I can't remember. There, yeah. There was a lot, like you said, there was a lot of talking going on. A lot of on. talking, um, yeah. 
a lot of backstory, which I liked. It was a lot of fun. Uh, they did mention also, I think, after the Pirates bit that Allie's like, I wrote a thing for Pirates and my whole like little melody, she changed it to she's a pirate, like we said. Uh, she's like, I called up Mia and I was like, hey, I know we we're going to go on tour next week, but I want to throw this this uh, Pirates theme in that I've been working on. Oh, right, right, right. And then Mia's like, oh, that's funny. Um, I was going to tell you that I've been working on a Pirates theme and I wanted to throw it into our set so, like a week before they started touring yeah. and whatnot. So like brand new, they've never like rehearsed it or whatnot. And they're like both like, shit, let's just fucking do it. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah, that little bit. There. And then they meld them, or meld their two, because it was two different songs in Pirates. It's not the same song. Um, yeah. I just can't, gosh. It's the main like Jack Sparrow theme and then it's sort of like the main other little theme that goes with it. Yeah. And then they melded them together. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, I'm, I'm blanking right now <laughs> on like the two songs that they were, but. Is that then the short melody? Like this set list shows short melodies. Yeah. I'm yeah. assuming it just bled in, like the Pirates theme bled into that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted that the set list is just, you type in. Yeah. what it is so um and then is this when we switched the instruments a little bit i can't remember when that i was trying to think of when that happened i think so so they have halo of the fates where they took uh the halo theme and I melded think, that yeah. with the uh duel of the fates theme from star wars episode one uh which great fucking piece of music with the the, the choir behind like coming in like oh i love that piece of music so much i don't know i don't You'd know it if you heard I'm it. I'm sure I did. Um, we'll yeah. play it for you after this. Okay. But melding those two together. And then Halo, like, I love Halo, the game. I played that in high school a lot. Um, the theme is fine. It's very, it's a fine theme. It's, it, is it my favorite video game theme? No, but it's a, it's definitely a fine theme. So melding these two together, I was like, all right, let's, let's see where it goes. It's going to be good, I'm sure. Uh, but then they also were like, we, uh, we, and, appreciate each other and their ability with their instruments so we've been taking practicing lessons on each other's instruments to learn how to do it and they switched instruments so mia started playing bagpipes and then ali would play uh the violin and or vice versa i think ali no. went first and then mia went yeah ali did the violin, violin first. first yeah. yeah i can't remember uh and turns out they both fucking suck on each other's instruments <laughs> they don't know what the fuck they're doing or i think that's just part of the bit it's, I, like, it's a bit yeah, yeah it's definitely a bit I mean, I don't know if they really know how to play the other person's instrument, or if, but they've practiced their bit a little. Yeah. A little bit. Because. <laughs> a little bit. They practice their bit a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because when Allie does, or when Mia gets the, the bagpipe and like blows into it, like makes no sound whatsoever. It's like out of breath. And Allie's like, oh, you did great. That sounded awesome. And same thing, like very supportive of each other. Like, yeah. Allie's up there playing the violin and nope, not doing, not doing so hot on that. And Mia's like, that's really good. You've been practicing. I can tell. Uh, but yeah, the whole thing is like, there's a lot of work that goes into it and yeah. I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. And I think that's what the whole thing was supposed to be to kind of show like, this is a lot of work to yeah. play both of these instruments. You're saying it very kindly. I was done <laughs> with the banter at that point. Oh my gosh. I was so done with the banter. I was just like, just play, <laughs> play music. I, um, And that little bit really, got to me and I was just I started looking at Facebook on my phone and then I had to put my phone on the table because I was like I can't be sitting here looking at Facebook but I'm like I'm over this at the front row at the front row yes yeah uh, I mean it was nothing against the bit that they were doing or anything I was just like let's move on to the next song like you don't need to do this right now I I enjoyed it um I this little bit I did 
get a little bored with as well. Um, it, I, I especially liked the backstory of the music and learning a bit about like how we made it, how we got together, um, and how we melded this together and whatnot. I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. And it's really weird because I've been thinking about this. We talked a little bit about this last night and this morning. But I've been thinking about this and sometimes the banter with the band and the crowd and sort of the constant, not constant talking, but like the the band talking instead of playing music and whatnot. I, sometimes I hate it and it gets to me really, yeah. really hard. Yeah. This time I didn't. You normally complain about it. I do normally complain about it, but right now I was, I was fine with it. Um, it did feel very scripted at yeah. times yeah. with like the whole one brain cell thing going back and forth. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Which, and by scripted, not that it was forced or anything. It just didn't feel as authentic. As yeah. We went people. to, I can't remember what show we went to, but, and it, maybe it was last year, um, like late last year or whatever, but there was a lot of talking that happened, but it was off the cuff or it sounded more off the cuff and not like. I mean, we talk about it a lot, but like Three Days Grace is like they have the same bits yes. between every song because you know, so you know what song's coming up, blah, blah, blah. And it's like that just gets old very quickly. Where, and I mean, even throw Disturbed back into it. I feel like every episode I shit on Disturbed, but it's like this song requires some audience participation and it's the light. Like it's just those little things where it's like, the little bits, but we went to a show. Anyways, I'll stop shitting on bands. <laughs> uh, we went to a show and there was a lot of banter, but it was like more like the crowd would do something and they would comment on that. Or, you know, like somebody would scream something, they would comment on that. Or they would be like, you know, last time we were in Chicago or, you know, whatever. Like, and it was so, it was more organic and yeah. just more like, and it's not this whole scripted thing. And their set is, or they're, banter and everything is just completely scripted like after the song we're gonna say this after the song we're gonna say this which i understand like you have to have to some point so you understand what's going on but i didn't feel like there was much off the cuff going on yeah for sure and and as you pointed out like three days grace disturbed we've seen those shows we saw three days grace several times the last year and a half two years right yeah like five times in two years and as you said it's the exact same thing and after you see that show more than once, you pick up on it and you realize, oh, this is basically a script. You're doing yeah. the same thing, which they're doing too. It's a script, right? The problem is that felt more authentic a little bit because just the way it's presented and the way it's said. You mean like Three Days Grace yeah, and stuff? Yeah. yeah, and same with Disturb. It's the same fucking thing for the light he does every fucking time. And it just feels a little more authentic and not as scripted. This definitely felt scripted at times. There were some... I, I want to say there were some a little off the cuff moments where, especially when they brought up like who saw us in Chicago last time. Yeah, that's true. Um, and the first show that they ever did live was in yep, Chicago. Yep. There, I guess there was a little bit of like, but also as we pointed out, like stuff. I think these women got their start or their fame, so to speak from TikTok. Yeah. Which I've never used TikTok. I've never been on TikTok. It's, I'm an old man. So it's new technology. <laughs> I, I stay away from that shit. Um, but I get the sense with TikTok, it's sort of short little videos that you put together, which you can then edit and change and whatnot. And I'm sure you write scripts or you, you, you know what the fuck you come up with. You don't just like sit down and like do something. So that sort of fits into like how they came up where they came from is sort of this, this style of here's how we do our thing. It's, we write a script, we practice, we practice, we write a script, we practice. 
then we execute on the thing that we've been writing and practicing on. Yeah. So I agree. Um, also, keep in mind, they did say their first show was in Chicago, which was last fucking year. Yeah, they've only done this for a year. They've only, like, played together for a year. So from, like, a touring aspect of just these two touring as this group, I'm sure they've toured with other... I think we're going to well, see Lindsey Sterling here in a little bit. I, think I, take that, I take that back. I think they started playing together in 2020 or oh, 2021, okay. yeah. But they started touring together yeah. last year, so... I, yeah. I wanted to correct myself before. But they, I think they've probably done other tours and whatnot as well, because I think they've done stuff with, like, Lindsey Sterling and oh, okay. whatnot. I think. I don't know where the fuck I heard that or saw that, but I'm pretty sure okay. I saw that somewhere. Anywho, what I'm trying to say is they've been touring for about a year, maybe a year and a half. From a touring band aspect, they're still fucking young. Like, yeah. they haven't been doing this that long as, like, leads and at the front of the house and whatnot, right? So maybe the complaints we're having of it feeling scripted and and not authentic will just sort of, as they get more experience and as they get more time under their belts, they'll get... Yeah. You know, that that will be flushed out and no, be a little yeah. more well-balanced. Uh, yeah, and I totally agree with that. And also thinking their own... I mean, yeah, they've only been touring for a year or less than a year or whatever it was. Um, and they're putting on a two-and-a-half-hour headlining show with no openers. Yeah. Where a young band like this generally gets a 25-minute beginning slot. Yeah. Where you don't have that much time for banter. So I, I get it. I get, I... And even the guy that we talked to before leaving last uh, last night from the venue, I even said the same thing. I was like, well, there was a lot of talking. I wanted more music. You know, like I like the music more than the talking. But they're a young band. They need to, you know, hone in their yep. skills of performing. And if they're both, I have to say, if they're both classically trained, I'm sure in, and they're young, very young. I don't know how old they are, <laughs> but you can tell that they're both young. And if you're doing, like, performances for, like, competitions or, um, uh, like, in high school, I'm, I'm thinking, like, high school or even you maybe were college. Band. I wasn't, yeah. so I don't know about this aspect. Yeah, of. so, like, when you get ready to perform, and granted, I didn't do string or bagpipe or whatever, but, like, when you are doing competition, I only did it once or twice, um, you have, you, you give, like, a, like, to the judges, you give, like, a, uh, a speech about the piece that you're gonna play oh really yeah it's it's kind of weird i just assumed you showed up like i'm playing this piece like if you're the judge you should fucking know this like you're (laughs) supposed to be judging me on music so no i remember doing it once in middle school and then once in high school and you had to like say what you were playing i can't remember exactly what i did i mean that was almost 20 years ago now over 20 years ago now but like you do say so i'm i'm just sorry i'm trying to bring that back (laughs) but if if that's what how they were both uh I don't want to say brought up, but like uh, trained yeah. in playing, you do kind of say like the little pieces before every song, which kind of see here, which we saw with the quartet as well, where yes, yes. before every couple songs, they were, they they um, kind of bunched their songs together. Yep. So they weren't doing it every single song, but you do give like a little yeah. this piece, this piece, this piece thing. Yeah, that and good thing you brought that up because thinking about that, I'm sure that was very well scripted as well. Oh, yes. But it didn't feel scripted. It didn't, yeah. Um, again, I think it's just the experience of yeah. doing this over They've and They've been doing it for 25 and years, and me and Allie have been doing it for right. a year. So. In front of people. In front of like, people, Like, doing yeah. in front of the camera is a little bit different than being on stage. We've yeah. never performed on stage, so I've heard there's fucking nerves and shit that go along with oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would assume, so. I would assume. <laughs> uh, 
Anywho, getting back to the music. Yeah, I think we're at Roundtable Rival. Yeah, Roundtable Rival. Was this, this when they came back for their encore? So I think this is the end of the first set. Okay, okay. Um, Either this or Megalodon. I think this is the end of the first set. Okay. And this is where I wasn't paying 100% attention to what they were talking about, but they had a producer they had worked with who was in the audience that night, or last night when we watched this, so that night. Um, and at the Chicago show, there was a yeah. producer there. <laughs> um, I think worked on them with this bit. I can't, like I said, I wasn't a hundred percent engaged at this time for whatever fucking reason. Um, and I'm pissed. I wasn't because this is the Lindsey Sterling cover that they did. Um, and I, I, like I said, I swear they were in worked with Lindsey Sterling at some point. Uh, we watched the music video for this, like right before. Oh, this song. This is that one that we watched. Yeah. Where they're like in the old Western and you have like the guitar guys come in. They're like the robbers. And then like, uh, Lindsey Sterling has like the string, like uh, the women who is like who are like the sheriffs and whatnot who yeah. fight back and yeah. forth. Uh, really cool video, really cool song. And when that started, I was like, "Oh shit, that's what this is." I know this song, uh, but I do think this was the end of the first. Okay, set. okay, I couldn't remember exactly where that was. Which then they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna take a quick fifteen minute break and we'll be back." Was, yeah. I think it was a little longer than fifteen. Yeah, it was minutes. like twenty twenty five minutes. Um, <laughs> But I did notice throughout this first set, uh, we were on uh, Allie's side. Uh, they would switch back and forth from time to time, but Allie was primarily by us. A couple things I noticed. One, she had this little box with all these like little sticks sticking out of them with like these like, mm-hmm. brightly colored like little whatever the fuck they're called. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what they were. And then she goes to change them out. I didn't know you had to change out like your flute piece or whatever the piece that is on the bagpipe. That you yeah, like, like the, the, fingered, yeah. the finger part. I don't know what the, the terms of a bagpipe, but I didn't know that that happened either. Yeah. Honestly, I've never, I mean, I've seen bagpipes perform at like best or, you know, like fairs and stuff. But I've never known that you had to like change them out. I didn't know that either. So it was really cool to see that aspect. Um, also, going up into the show, like watching them play together and even watching their own stuff on YouTube and whatnot they have, that they have published out there. Um, watching uh, Allie play the bagpipes, I didn't know that you didn't have to constantly blow into the stick to like fill oh. the thing. I thought you had to constantly do that, but I guess you're just feeling like the little bladder thing that you're then squeezing yep. with your elbow or whatnot yeah. or arm. I think I learned that in like elementary school when we learned about instruments. Yeah, I didn't know that. We didn't, I don't think we learned about bagpipes oh. though for some reason. Yeah, we, le- we had like a whole, maybe it was middle school. No, it would, I mean, it would have been music class in elementary school because by middle school you either had to do choir or band to have any instrumental. Oh, really? Thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of cool to see, like, just learn a little bit about the bagpipe that way. Uh, you clearly had the experience yeah, I before mean, I did. but I just knew that it's like a air bubble yeah. thing. Uh, I do remember in Boy Scouts once, we were we were having, like, a jamboree or something. We were older scouts at the time, like 16, 17, so we were almost done with the Boy Scouts. And we had this little kid with us who had just joined our troop, who was probably 11 or 12 or something. Young kid. Maybe even 10. I don't know how fucking young. He was, he was young. Uh, with super bad ADHD. He was all over the fucking place. Loved the kid. He had so much energy. It was, it was fun. Anywho, we're at this big open ground area and a guy walks in a kilt and a bagpipe and just starts playing. And And we talked about bagpipes. They're fucking loud. You heard this thing all the way on the other side of the campground. And we're here with this little kid and this little kid just like stops in his tracks instantly, looks over to the guy playing bagpipe. Bagpipes? I hate bagpipes. <laughs> I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> And just charges down at this bagpipe guy. We end up like grabbing him right before he got to him. But like, whenever I think of bagpipes, like that instantly hops to my mind. Of, like this little yeah. kid, like I fucking hate bagpipes. I'm gonna go kill you. Um, 
but it was cool to, I guess, watch Ali's YouTube videos, learn a little bit about the bagpipe as well as see like how it's used live with it being tweaked and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was really cool. Uh, we do get our 15 minute intermission. Uh, fun little story there. I went to the bathroom, ran into a guy. He saw me wearing my Baroness shirt and he's like, uh, what's this, what's this band you're wearing? I'm like, Baroness. Kind of turn around to get back in the line to the bathroom. Oh, tell me about them. And I like instantly freeze. I'm like, fuck, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know. Like we have a whole podcast about music and our like love of music and whatnot, <laughs> but I can't fucking talk to you about it. I'm like, I'm, I'm shocked. I, I don't know what the fuck to say. I explain it to him a little bit. We go to the bathroom. We go to wash our hands. And he like, we both go to wash our hands at the same time. He's like, oh, hey, lucky timing. So we end up talking a little bit more, walking back to our back, back into the area to, to view the show. Uh, and he's like, yeah, we, uh, we bought tickets for this last time, the, the show they were here, the first show for my dad. He loves them. So we're back again. Uh, ran into his dad and his sister, I think it was, on the lot way back. They were like in, getting merch and whatnot. And uh, part ways, sticks his hand out. He's like, hey, I'm Brian. Uh, nice to meet you. And I shake my hand. He's like, that's funny. I'm Brian. He's like, no, no, no. Brian with a B. I'm Brian with a B. And I was like, yes, me too. Brian. He's like, oh, cool. Uh, how do you spell it? And I was like, the correct way, with an I. <laughs> He's like, fuck you. And we just sort of part ways. Uh, go sit down with you for a little bit. Get back up to get a beer. And I start walking up. And as I'm walking up, I hear this woman yell, hi, Brian. And I like see her like waving at me. And I was like, shit, I don't, who the fuck are you? I don't know who you are. I, should I know you? And I, I, was, I was shocked. I was struggling to like think, how do I know this person? And then I kind of look over, and then Brian's standing there with his dad, and I, I believe this was his sister. Um, but we had little interactions all night for the rest of the night, back and forth. Uh, really cool just to run into people and like have that little yeah, that yeah. moment that you don't get at just like you know listening to music at home. You have to go out to yeah, the live show and have that yeah. experience. Yeah. Um, but then we come out for set two, which we think opened with Megalodon. Um, but before we get to set two, in set one, Mia was having issues with something. I don't know exactly what she was having issues with. And their tech had to come out and, and fix it. And she got it working. Yeah, it seemed like they like replaced a cord or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, anywho, got it working. Good to go. Come out. Allie's now having issues with her shit. And the same tech comes out. Gets it working. Took a little bit longer, but hey, we got it working. Uh, and then somebody in the front row is like, that's how you know it's a live show. <laughs> and Allie's like... I was going to say the exact same thing. And she gets up on stand, stands in the front of her mic. It's like, the brain cell has moved to this guy who has, <laughs> uh, who's like, that's how you know it's a live show. Um, that little bit was fun because yeah. that was that 100% was genuine. Yeah. It was unique. Yeah. Yeah. It's tying it into what your, your stories you're doing yeah. earlier. It, yeah, that, that bit was fun. I did like that and just sort of playing along with it. And the crowd was fine with it. Like, there was some murmur going on and whatnot as people just chatted. Yeah, I think at first people were like being really quiet and just watching, but then they kind of realized, oh, this is going to take a little bit longer. And I think they put on some backing music as well yeah, during that remember, time yeah. um, while they got it all figured out. So, And then people started talking again like they were during intermission. So, Which that doesn't bother me when people talk during intermission, or, you know, like between yep. sets or like this where they obviously could not perform the way that they wanted to. So they were, you know, fixing it. Like, that doesn't bother me. It's when we talk about chatter, it's during the performance. Right. And, like, the women behind us at the beginning, they left and went somewhere else. But when they were behind us at the beginning, uh, 
they were cheering and applauding and I don't think they were singing along, but they were cheering and whatnot. I'm 100% cool with that too. It's yeah. that like, how was your day? What are we doing for dinner tomorrow? Oh yeah, work sucked today. Like that kind of chatter during the performance. It's like, yeah. shut the fuck up already. Yeah. Like you're not, you might not be enjoying the music, but you're ruining it for the fucking people around you. And if you wanted to talk, why the fuck did you spend so much money to come right. to a live show? Right. Go home and listen to it. Go to a fucking bar or some shit. Like, it's going to be cheaper for you in the long run. Stop ruining the fucking show and shut your fucking mouth. Anywho, go off on that rant all the fucking time. Because it happens all the time. Except, we started doing this sort of chatter level. One being like a, a, a classical performance where nobody fucking says a goddamn thing. To ten being... You're at a bar and there's a guy in the corner with a guitar just playing chatter level type thing. How would you rate this in that scale of a like a chatter chatter level? One. I would too. It was I couldn't no hear chatter whatsoever. <laughs> well, like people could have been talking, but we were so close to this, uh, the amps and the speaker that I couldn't even like you whispered in my ear once or tried to tell me like you were going to go get a beer or something. I'm like, I can't hear you. <laughs> like, but I mean, even looking around, I didn't see no, like didn't any see chatter talking, and whatnot. No. So it was it was awesome. Great fucking yeah. chatter level. Uh, anywho, come back out to Megalodon, which then led into Cliffs of Dover and Labyrinth, which I think were all three, again, similar to the first step, all so. three like melded together. And not like melded together, but they bled really well into each yeah. other in and transitions and whatnot. They just played each one before, before there was like more talking. Yep. Uh, and then Allie comes up for Crazy Train to talk about that and the like the crowd participation. Like, I need you to scream I, I, I four times. Uh when she said that, I think she's like, we're going to play a heavy song from a guy from Scotland. Well, he's not actually from Scotland. He's blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. whatever her bit was. Um, I knew this was going to be Crazy Terrain. I knew they were going to play Crazy Terrain. And at this point, I was like, I'm going to the bathroom. Fuck this song. I'm, I'm you, you don't like Crazy Train. <laughs> hate Crazy Train. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's. I think that's when you were, like, trying to tell me you were going to go do something. And I'm like. Yeah. Okay. I can't hear you. I mean. My hatred for Crazy Train comes from growing up and like not having yeah. a CD player or a cassette player in my car, only having radio. And it's a 20 minute drive from school to work. Yeah, school to work. That's why I do not work to school. But go from after work or after school to work, a 20 minute drive and 20 minute drive home afterwards. And you have to go drive to school in the morning. And all that time driving, listening only to the radio, you got four Aussie songs a day. And three of those four songs were Crazy Train. And it's like, Every goddamn day, I can't fucking take this song anymore. Uh, which this is—I I fucking hate this song so much. Um, how was it? Like, I missed the entire no, thing it, it on was purpose. Good. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. I could hear it in the restroom. I can hear it out in the merch area and whatnot. Which it sounded fine, but again, I, I hate this song. So I was like, I'm gonna go do something else. I yep. can't do this. Uh, bagpipes really good with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded, it sounded great. I don't know. I don't. Sorry, I don't have very much. It sounded like Crazy Train. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I will throw it on the playlist and I'll listen to it for sure when it comes on. But most of the time, I'm probably skipping that one. <laughs> um, then we get to Go Go Power Rangers, the theme song for Power Rangers. Um, that. See, I know it's a more fast-paced song, but they did say at the beginning that they were going to do like the mythical world. Uh, like theme song thing at the beginning and then do like metal and rock at the end. And then you have Go-Go Power Rangers in there. And I was like, in my mind, Go-Go Power Rangers should go with the mythical, 
theme songs at the beginning. Yeah, I thought the same thing um, because, uh, as you said, they came out and said the way we're going to structure our sets are the first sets are going to be covers of movies and TV shows. Second set's going to be more traditional rock and metal music. Uh, and it does fit there. As you said, like the thematic and like the sound of the song itself are sort of in that range. But I was the same way where I was like, this is a cover of a TV show. And you said you weren't going to do those anymore. Um, yeah. But then after Power Rangers, we get back to uh, What I Was Made For by Billie Eilish. Again, I don't remember this song. Oh, um, yeah, I do. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I mean, <laughs> it. I didn't know until the Grammys that it was Billie Eilish, the Who. So this song is used a lot in TikTok videos or like Instagram videos. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So that's how I know it. Okay. Um, Which makes sense if they're... Well, I mean, it's Billie Eilish as well. A lot of people like them, but I, I didn't know that it was a Billie Eilish song until I think the Grammys. Okay. Okay. And I was like, they played, you know, like how they play the song and then the person wins the award or they show the person. Yes. (laughs) Um, okay, cool. Uh, after that, though, we get Fade to Black, at least the beginning of The Fade beginning Black, of it, yeah. Which then melded into, I think, one of Allie's songs. Yes, yes. And this, I think, was when Mia left the stage? Yeah, so it started with Mia and Allie playing Fade to Black without guitar or drums. And they left the stage for, like, a break. And then the guitar and drums comes back and starts playing drums, and Mia leaves. Or they start playing, and Mia leaves. And at that moment... That's when Fade is over. Okay, and, it and then sort it's, of transitions. And then it transitions into Ali's song. Um, but at that moment, I could only focus on that the drums was not playing Fade to Black. <laughs> and I was not, I did not hear the whole transition part. And I think I even texted you, like, the drums are so off. Like, this is horrible. Like, because I was only focusing on the drums. I do remember that because I remember reading it like, no, they, they've transitioned already. Yeah, it's no longer fade to black. I didn't, I didn't get that. And then I think Allie's like, "Oh, so that was a song that I wrote." Blah blah blah. I don't remember her whole part there, yep. but I then text you like, "Oh, that's why the drums were off." <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just couldn't. I, I don't know why I missed the transition, but like then once the drums started playing, I could not listen to anything else besides that because you were kind of upset like where the fuck is the rest of fade you're off so yeah i'm like this is i was and i was even watching him and i'm like thinking i'm like is this is this it no it's not it like i know i know this isn't fade on the drums and it was just it was it was a lot but you happened to record it and you watched it this (laughs) morning yeah oh wait no there it is yep there's the there's the transition (laughs) yeah oh that's funny i do remember Allie talking afterwards about she put this together, the Fade the Black bit, put it together and put it out on YouTube or wherever the fuck she put it out on. And got TikTok. like... TikTok. I thought it was YouTube. No, it was TikTok. You don't comment on TikTok. Yes, you do. You do? Yeah, you can comment on TikTok. Oh, I'm going to say YouTube. I'm pretty sure it was YouTube. I'm pretty sure she said... She even made like a joke about it. Like I put it out on this... this social media. Social media called TikTok. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, she, they did mention TikTok a lot and I was looking at the age of the crowd... And I'm like, I don't know if everybody here is going to know what you're talking about. Also, though, I mean, the tour is viral hits, which fits perfectly well into tying it into TikTok. Yeah, it does. Like, I'm just saying. We did go viral. They've mentioned that a lot. Like, we went yeah. super viral or we went viral yeah. uh, type of thing. I think it was 
YouTube because um, when she started playing Fade to Black, I was like, oh, shit, this is kind of cool. Uh, I kind of remember there being an, not an issue, but somebody saying shit about, vi- uh, not violin, uh, bagpipes and Fade to Black. And I was trying to remember that. And then she even brought it up. Like, uh, I put that together. I put it out there. I got a comment. And somebody said, like, you you don't put uh, bagpipes to fade to black. Like, that's sacrilegious. Like, this is bad. The band wouldn't fucking do shit with this. This is horrible. And not the band, James, but not like it. Oh, all right, yeah. yeah. But anyways. And then James commented, like, right away. Like, no, he does not speak for us. This is awesome. You are awesome. Keep fucking being awesome, basically. And I I remember seeing an article in the pit about okay. this, and I read it there, and I thought it said YouTube. And I remember being like, I should probably check that out because this is right up my alley. I love the non-traditional music to metal music. Uh, we talk about that all the time with like Bloody Wood and Apocalyptica, you know, bringing those non-traditional instruments and even the who yeah, bringing those instruments in and making metal music with that. And like, holy shit, like metal isn't just guitars. Like you in Elvetia too with the hurdy gurdy. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And Elvetia has a um, violin, violin as well. Yep. Yeah. Cause um, at one point. And um, bagpipes, I think. Do they have bagpipes too? I think they might. Yeah, we'll have to check. Um, But anyways, uh, Mia was saying at one point in the show, like when she was like 13 or, you know, like teenage years, she was classically trained. She had been playing since she was five, blah, blah, blah. But she only knew like the classical side of things. And somebody who was a classical or played a classical piece but put like a metal or rock uh, tones on it on the violin. And that's where she got the idea or like – Got the idea of playing melding them. rock or metal music that way. Um, or using a violin to play that way. And while she was telling the story, though, she didn't say, like, who the... She did say, eventually, who the person was. And, unfortunately, I can't remember who that was. But while she was saying it, I was like, oh, I wonder if she's going to say, like, oh, I saw a Velti, a Elvetti play or, you know, something like that. I was, like, trying to think of, like, the people we've seen with a yeah. violin. But, no, it was some classical person who put a rock tone onto okay. a song. And then after um, the Fade to Black and the melody with uh, Allie's song, um, I believe Allie left again and Mia came out and played her last original piece, which was Storm. Okay. Um, I don't think we said it, but Labyrinth is also one of Mia's oh, is it? Okay. Um, original pieces as well. So. Yeah, I can't remember whose who's piece is original to them. Um, I remember hers because I liked them better. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a bad to say, but not that I liked them better. Um, I just could get into it more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked how she performed. I think I already said this with um, Lunar, but like how she performed her pieces and the sound that was with them and everything like that. So yeah, they had some really good performance in terms of like stage performance and whatnot mm-hmm. because they would do this sort of uh, walk to each other and sort of like duel with each other a little bit and then sort of back off and go to either side of the stage. They'd switch sides. So like if we we were mainly on Ali's side, but Mia would come over from time to time and play over by us. A lot of like kneeling and leaning back and whatnot. Um, the guitar player would come out and do some riffs as well, which is really cool. He was getting fucking into it, yeah. like head banging and whatnot. Uh, there's even one moment which I think will be coming up here after Storm, but like Ali, I think it was, or me, I can't remember which one, or both, and the guitar player were like in the front of the stage and just fucking head banging hard. Uh, and the drummer was awesome with the sequin sort of vest <laughs> that matched uh, yeah. Ali's shoes, which were really cool. Um, but yeah, after Storm, this set list has Pumpkin, David, and Kesh. Uh, I don't know what that is, but I think it's at this moment they did a sort of a melody where we got uh, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody 
And then ACDC's Long Way to the Top, if you want to rock and roll. Yeah. And I remember that because uh, I kind of remember getting a little pissed about Bohemian Rhapsody because <laughs> you go right to the edge when you start to like fucking headbang. And they're like, oh, no, we're not going to do that. Let's move on to the next bit. It's like, oh, you got so fucking close. Yeah. And like, how can you, how can you get, ah. So that's one thing that I don't like about melodies, but that's also why I don't like EDM. Okay. Because of the transitions of, like, they yes. choose when they're going to Yeah, they ch- they choose. And, I mean, Melodies is the same way. They kind of choose, like, when they are going to put the pieces together or how they're going to put the pieces together. But EDM, and that's why I can't get into it, or, like, a DJ, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I just can't get into it because I'm like, I like that song. Play the yep. play all of it. <laughs> like, don't – I want to choose when I want to stop listening to something, not yeah. you choose for me. But, I mean, this is like a – the, this is a famous queen bit and it's like let him go let him go and then like right when you start to like oh no fuck and then we transition straight to long way to the top and i was a little upset like i said that we we missed that queen bit uh but then we go long way to the top which i love because that's the first time i ever heard and maybe the only time i think i've ever heard a uh maybe outside of Avetti, but we're not quite sure there but the only time I've ever heard a bagpipe in a rock song. And that's got like a bagpipe bit. Oh, in rock. Okay. In long way like, to the rock. Oh, long way to the top. Of I was going to say roll. corn. Oh, shit. Pipe. That's right. They do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first Jonathan plays the bagpipe. They, fuck. I forgot about that. He does. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't happen often. And when it that's does, new metal, awesome. not rock. That's true. So that's true. I was like, I went with the genre. I was like, okay, maybe that's true for rock. That's true. But then we got that bagpipe bit for the yeah. ACDC song live for a bagpipe, which is, it was awesome. Yeah. I, I was super happy with that. Um, but then we, after that, we get Freebird. Um, I don't, okay, can you please explain the whole Freebird thing? I know people scream Freebird. I just, I don't get it. It's sort of just a running joke. Like everybody shouts out like, play Freebird at like every song and like. But what's the joke? It's just a joke that you don't do that type thing. I don't know. I don't fully get it either. Oh, okay. I'm not the super biggest Leonard Skinner fan, to be honest. So I, I do like, I like Freebird. I do like Skinner. I don't like, I was like, this isn't a bad song. I don't understand. No. Uh, but I think it's sort of just like people would always yell it out and like, play Freebird. And like, even with bands that don't play it, to me, it's sort of like the Slayer. Fucking Slayer. Uh, yeah. At yeah. every fucking show you go to. They, somebody did it here too. Did they? Yeah, like when they were talking about uh, rock and metal, or like the second part's gonna be rock and metal, and it was like, oh, I kind of remember. Oh that. no, 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 no. Um, it was maybe it was right before free. Uh, they played Freebird when they were like, uh, I'm gonna let you guys choose our last song. Yeah, it was like their little bit, and then people did scream Freebirds, so people must either look at Setlist or know what they do, um, or what they did on their last tour. But um. Somebody did scream Slayer during uh, during one part. Somebody screamed Slayer. I can't remember if it was here or when they were talking about that the second half would be rock and metal. That'd be kind of fucking awesome. Honestly. I know that's what I was thinking. I could go for some bagpipe Slayer. Yeah, yeah. Like put uh, that in. next year, next maybe, year, what, next yeah. tour, <laughs> put some Slayer in there. Uh, I liked it. Freebird was great. Again, we knew I knew that was going to be there because, like you were saying, people look at the set list. I don't look at the set list, um, but watching their YouTube videos, I did know they they did they a, played it. Yeah, yeah. you mentioned it. When you were like, oh, they'll probably play this, 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 this. And yep. you did say Freebird. Uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia was their next song. The encore. For their yeah. encore. Uh, again, another song we knew that they were going to play. Yeah. Seen them play that. Um, I was not a fan of the whole encore. <laughs> I, I'm, I think I'm with Spirit Box. I'm over encores. Like, just 
fucking stand on the stage. Finish <laughs> your songs. We know you're coming back out. I've been reading some articles, and it encores weren't always like a guarantee. It was like it, it wouldn't happen all the time. Okay. It very rarely happened. Now it's sort of built into a stage performance. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I'm not one of those people who will chant one more song yeah, anymore. No, I just no. sit there in silence and like, all right, it's gonna happen. Yeah, um, exactly. If if the venue does not turn on the st- or turn on the house lights, it's gonna happen. Yeah. So. And I understand why it's there. Like that little break. We've talked about this with other shows. You have built-in breaks into your yeah. set, yeah, so yeah, the band can get out, and get a drink, go to the bathroom if they need to, do whatever they need. Yeah. Um, and so like it's it, that break is there for a reason. Yeah, I get it. Um. So, yeah, I, I get it, too. Um, I just don't like the whole encore. Yeah. I don't but then they went down to Georgia and saw the devil, played some fiddle and some violin. She saw the devil. Not fiddle and violin. Uh, or she. They they did say, like, we changed some words, uh, and Charlie Daniels Band is okay with it or something. I don't know. I don't remember the whole thing, but yeah. I did notice that they said she Instead of the like, devil going down to Georgia, he was looking for her soul to steal. She, she was, was looking, looking for her soul. Uh, and then the main character, Johnny, is a female, I think. I don't remember. I don't know how you get Johnny to be a female name unless you change the name. Jenny. They might have changed the name. I can't I just, remember I that, don't, yeah. I don't remember the whole thing. Um, I liked it. I thought it was great. Um, thinking of Charlie Daniels' band also, the one complaint I have with it is their vocals themselves are too sweet and innocent sounding. I want something... I want like a four day pack smoker type voice, like deep and gruff voice singing this song. It, it feels that feels more right to me for this type of song. Yeah. Uh, but even the original version is also not like super deep and rough and whatnot. But that'd be my one complaint about this particular song. And whatever, it's a small stupid complaint. It, it's still a fun song. It's still it's a fun little bit of the set as well. Um, and then they end with their final final encore song. Through the Fire and Flames by Dragon Force. Uh, the hardest song on Rock Hero. Guitar Hero. Guitar, guitar Hero. Hero. Yeah. Um, I do remember playing this song on Guitar Hero. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like this song a lot. I like Dragon Force a lot. It's a very technical song. Um, but this is one part two where they had backing tracks for yes. the guitar intro. Yeah. With your guitar there doing sort of like a rhythm aspect. I yeah, guess. yeah. It was funny that Allie was like, oh, this is the um, hardest song on Guitar Hero, but we don't play guitar. And then they looked at the guitarist. But yeah, I did notice the backing track as well. And then he is playing, but it is in a rhythm yeah. aspect. So. Yeah, not doing that lead. That, yeah. The lead intro that's very... I'm not going to try to make it up over like <laughs> noise. Like, yeah. Um, all in all, great fucking set. Great yeah. show. I had yeah. a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad it was because we were talking like, oh, is it only going to be like an hour? Is it going to, you know, since there's only one band there, like how is it going to be? But I mean, it was two hours. Well, with the 20 minute plus technical difficulties, it was probably two hours total. Somewhere in there. Yeah. A little over two hours, right around two hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I, if it had just been the one set, I would have been fine with it. Um, I would have been a little bit more disappointed, though. Uh, we did get the two sets, which was, like we said, two hours or so, which was a good amount of music. Uh, I don't know if I said this earlier, but watching Allie play the bagpipes, she was out of breath a lot in the first set. Um, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize the bagpipes take that much energy to like, fill yeah. up, but it makes sense. You're like blowing up a balloon for two fucking hours. Yeah, we didn't really um, say it that... There was two points where um, 
Allie plays like a oh the flute the flute but well it I don't I don't know if it's actually a flute but it's like a very skinny flute or yeah. very skinny um recorder type thing um and there was two of them that she played one was really shorter and then one was like a lot longer I just don't know the instrument um one that she played the shorter one I think she played during um what I was made for and then I can't remember where the second one was played I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, really cool. Yeah. Bunch of different instruments, bunch of like great musicians on stage, both me and Ellie. And I'm sorry, I can't remember the guitar player or I know, the drummer. Dom and. That sounds about right. Dom, I think, was the drummer. I'm, I'm sorry. I, We're going to get better at this. Yeah. Like we say every episode. They thanked <laughs> their crew. They were with only like six fucking people on mm-hmm. this tour, like in going around with them in a van, which is awesome. Like, you're going out there, you're going on tour, you're playing awesome music, and hopefully the awesome crowds. Um, I thought our crowd was great. I thought the show was great. Um, I will definitely want to go see this again when they come back. And, yeah, it was it was a blast. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun, too. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have anything else to say other than just go check out live music. Even yep. It's not uh, your normal cup of tea, but um, there's good fucking shit out there. Just go look at live music and, and appreciate music. Yep. Bye.